Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. There it is. Garbage. The baseball day. Garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> oh, we love it. We love it. Baseball. In a big way here tonight in uh, Greenville. City championship going on. So that gets underway for GLL. And then you got Rose and Conley playing tonight. We're going to talk with uh, Rose coach, the legendary Ronald Vincent, also the uh, really uh, fantastic coach for Conley, Jason Mills. That's to come later in the program. Get a little primer from those guys on the matchup there. Uh, but we also have some other uh, baseball uh, news to tell you about. Uh, but first, we say hello to Ben Byram, who is uh, across the way over there holding this thing together. Hey, Ben. As he always does. So, Ben, I didn't think the Cliff Godwin LSU thing was necessarily a, a done issue, but I thought maybe, you know, this is going to sound strong, but my, my opinion was that he was perhaps still in the running, but he they were going to talk to some other people. He was the safety school. It's kind of like you, failed, yeah, yeah. you got your safety and, and, and that sounds harsh. That, that sounds bad, and that sounds like, well, they would settle for him. No, but I, as we talked about yesterday, their AD has proven at LSU that, hey, the idea is to go out and talk to as many people as possible. We want to hire the very best. Well, not only that, when you're a school like LSU, your first choice is going to be guys that have played at that or coached at that level, like as a head coach coached at right, that level. Right, exactly. And, and Nothing against Cliff. No, and we love Coach Godwin, and he's done a m- remarkable job in Greenville, but I mean, there are other head coaches who have done remarkable jobs. And so you're going to take a, a, as big, you're going to cast as big a net as possible, unless you already have a guy that you know is the guy. And sometimes that happens. And I still think to a degree, uh, the Ole Miss coach was the guy and is, and, and, and is very, in a very polite way, turned them down. Again, that this is again, my opinion. I, I know nothing on this as far as how that goes. But the search to replace Paul uh, Maneri at uh, LSU, it, it has seen speculation. Speculation. Rumors. <laughs> Lots of names have been connected to it. Our guy, uh, Glenn Gilbo, we, we've cited him here. Uh, the newspaper, the advertiser down there, and he's kind of the, he's the LSU beat writer for that newspaper. I think it's Lafayette is where it's out of. And he has really been kind of on top of this. And he's working his hashtag sources. And he has reported uh, three people today that are finalists for the LSU jobs. The LSU's not said anything official. Uh, this is, again, a Glenn Gilbo report citing his sources, which, I mean, he's a, you know, roll up the sleeve. He's got. He's got uh, sources, as any good newspaper guy who's been around a while does. Uh, He reports that the finalists for the head coaching job at LSU are Arizona's Jay Johnson. We kind of knew that. Arizona got eliminated uh, by uh, Stanford 
in the College World Series out in Omaha day before yesterday. Got hammered in that game. ECU's Cliff Godwin. Ooh. And then here's another name of a little ECU connection. Link Jarrett from Notre Dame. How about that? He a former assistant. He was out here under Billy Godwin, sure was. And then went to UNC Greensboro and did a really, really fine job there and parlayed that into the job at Notre Dame. Wow. And, and if you win at Notre Dame, you're doing a really good job because that's a tough baseball environment for a number of reasons. And, you know, the word around the, the loop is if you can win at Notre Dame, you're probably a hot coaching commodity. So here's Link Jarrett all of a sudden being dragged into this. And Notre Dame has resources, and Notre Dame prides themselves on first-class operations. So uh, there's some of that, but, I mean, it's a, it's a tough academic place. You know, the weather's obviously nowhere nearly great. I mean, Notre Dame comes down to carry in, or at least they did, uh, but Notre Dame would come south, and a few years ago they were going to the, comp, the USA Baseball Complex in Cary and hosting, like, some eight-team Notre Dame Challenge or Notre Dame Classic or something a few years ago because I was uh, in the broadcast for some of that when they were doing that a few years ago. But, I mean, they'd have, like, Alabama. They'd have programs from around the country come in. Like, if you – like kind of like the Keith LeClaire Classic. I mean, you would have – but it had more teams in it because they had more access to fields at uh, Cary. So, I mean, Notre Dame fancies themselves as this national deal, but they're coming down to February to Cary where it was in the 50s as opposed to the 20s and ice up there where they are that time of year. So Covering snow. Right, exactly. You can't really play outside. Uh, again, the Glenn Gilbo report citing Cliff Godwin as one of three finalists for this uh, job. Uh, Jay Johnson, Arizona, 2016 College World Series runner-up. Won over 200 games in his time at Arizona. Uh, they went back to the College World Series this year. They were the fifth seed nationally, if I recall. I believe that's correct. Uh, but he's a, he's a total West Coast guy. He played. He grew up on the West Coast. Played collegiately at a small college in in California. His all his connections are West Coast. Arizona has a baseball tradition. I mean, well, they do. No, great baseball school. You're right. Link Jarrett. This is his first full year at Notre Dame. Uh, hired before the 2020 season. Of course, we know what happened there with that short. Uh, the season being cut short because of COVID. And during his time, uh, the Irish have won, you know, combined with the two, the year plus, 45 games. Made it to a super regional. Jarrett was at UNCG. That program was always, it always has been a pretty decent program, but he's made it a very respectable program. He was with Billy Godwin here in Greenville. And, you know, everybody liked Billy. Billy's run was... I mean, very solid, I think. That's a fair thing to say with, with Billy Godwin's run. It was it was really, really, really solid to, to good. Now, Cliff Godwin has taken it to a much higher level, obviously. But uh, Cliff Godwin, who we know what he's done. And in th- the last three full seasons of baseball being played, full three seasons, uh, Cliff Godwin has averaged 45 wins at ECU. That's going to get you noticed. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So I would think for John Gilbert's tastes and really probably Cliff Godwin's tastes, 
this thing has gone on a little longer than everybody would. But again, this is an LSU hire. LSU is making the decision. Had Cliff Goblin already been offered, would he have taken it? Who knows? Don't know that. But apparently that has not yielded the case there. Well, we've been uh, told that he hasn't been offered. So. Well, yeah, he's interviewed, and, yeah. and, and clearly he is not. Again, I, and this is just me. I know I, I've not been able to get clarification on this, but it's just my opinion that Bianco's who they wanted out of Ole Miss, and then he did not uh, take the job. That, that's That's just my thought on this. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. You would want a successful SEC-level coach. Right. Well, he's also an As alum. Your first choice. Yeah, I think he's, his kid's on the roster. But he came out with that statement, I'm staying. And so that tells me he he was perhaps. Good on him. He ain't starting no daddy ball down there. He ain't pulling a Bayham. But he's decided that he. And so that's why I'm, I'm reading into that and have come up with that opinion. But I mean, this the Link Jarrett thing's interesting because obviously, if you can have success at Notre Dame, one would think you could have success in the SEC. Same thing with Cliff Godwin. If you have success at ECU at the level that Cliff has, you could theoretically be uber successful at a place like LSU where they pump a lot of resources in. I get the Link Jarrett thing because there's a little bit of a national recruiting profile you have to have with Notre Dame. There's, you know, he, he's known in the South. I just, I'm, I'm not real sure about uh, the Jay Johnson thing, but I mean, that, that might be kind of the hot name. You know what I mean? That's another case where it's a head coach who's been successful at another big time yeah. school, another big time baseball school. I mean, he had him fifth, what fifth seed in that fifth rank nationally. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I I don't really see him as I don't. I, I, he he doesn't have the things in common because, like for example, you know, Jarrett's not only been here, but he was a Florida guy. He was assistant at Florida State. He's been an assistant at Auburn. So I mean, he kind of knows the SEC. Both Cliff and and Link Jarrett have some SEC, uh, Coach Godwin's clay uh, case at LSU connection. So I, I don't know. That just seems seems kind of seems kind of interesting to me. Um, I know we got to get ready to go here because we got our uh, coaches. We're going to get them on and talk to them. But uh, yeah, city championship tonight. Also uh, Rose and Conley. The game was rained out last night. They're playing tonight. Uh, we uh, are going to talk with uh, Jason Bills from Conley and the legendary Ronald Vincent. We're going to talk with him as well, and we're going to do that. But again, the uh, report that is uh, coming out uh, from uh, Glenn Gilbo at the uh, newspaper out of Lafayette, Louisiana, Cliff Godwin is uh, one of the finalists, three finalists according to this report, for the uh, job uh, at LSU, uh, as is Link Jarrett, who... Passed through Greenville as an assistant coach, I think 06 to 09, something like that. And uh, Link Jarrett, of course, uh, at Notre Dame as the head coach now, plus the Arizona coach. So those are your three finalists, according to that report. We'll break, uh, come back. We're going to get Ronald Vincent on. Ben will have an update on everything else going on in the world. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, the Conley baseball program with their head man, Jason Mills. Those two meet tonight in the Eastern Regional Final. That is coming up at 7 o'clock at Greenville. I understand 1,000 tickets have been sold uh, as of this afternoon for that, and maybe even in, in excess of that. But it is going to be standing room only at Hollywood Crossroads tonight. Uh, we'll break and come back. It's the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 
More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. I can't wait. On your flagship home of Pirate Football, 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Every Monday during the ECU baseball season, tune in as Pirate Coach Cliff Godwin talks East Carolina baseball. Brought to you by Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center and the Gavigan Agency. With Patrick Johnson on your home for Pirate Baseball. I fly ball to left. To the track. To the wall. He cannot get it. 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Now back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Rose and Conley tonight in the 3A Eastern Regional Final. Had a lot of people yesterday ask me about, uh, particularly from Lenore County and LaGrange, how they could hear the Tate Mooring interview. We, you know, out there with Coach Whitfield in Omaha at the College World Series, and they had that little brouhaha situation uh, with the Tennessee dugout and uh, players and an assistant uh, getting ejected and what have you. So he was kind of our man on the scene for that. That was a great little segment, lots of fun there. Uh, also, we had Phil Steele on Friday kind of previewing the college football season for the Pirates, the American, and the Pirates schedule. Uh, if you want to relive any of that magic, certainly go to our website. We post the podcast there. It is 94.3thegame.com. You'll see it, Patrick Johnson Show. And uh, then wherever you download your favorite podcast, you can uh, check things out uh, there as well. Just uh, look for the Patrick Johnson Show uh, wherever you go to download your favorite podcast. Earlier today, we had an opportunity to speak to the legendary six-time state champion coach of the Rampits, our great friend, Ronald Vincent. RV, how you doing? How you feeling on this Eastern Regional Championship uh, day? Well, it, you know, ready to play. Ready to play. Wish we could play right this, you know, go right this minute. Don't like waiting around. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be obviously a big game. It's going to be well attended and it's going to be uh, fun. It's going to be it's going to be a great environment. You know, it's been a, a weird season, obviously uh, a shortened season, kind of an altered schedule uh, season. But you know, at the end of the day, you still got two great teams, two great programs, two uh, tremendous coaches. Yourself, a Hall of Fame coach, and uh, and, and kids that uh, have put so much time and effort in. When you get between the lines, there, uh, RV. That this is all that other stuff that we've gone through the last ever how many months kind of goes away tonight, doesn't it? It, it, it yeah. When when this, you know when umpire says play ball tonight, it's every nothing else up to this time matters. You know the games we played, it, you know, uh, you know we you get a little tendencies on them and stuff like that. But up to now, it's uh, it's all what happens after seven o'clock tonight. That's yeah, what it's all about absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you've got a young guy, a junior, Tyler Bond, starting uh, for the Rampants tonight. Right. Tell us a little bit about him. Left-handed, he he throws strikes. Uh, you know, uh, breaking ball. He he uh, he's he's you know, he doesn't throw as hard as some people, but he throws strikes, and he uh, and he really really competes. And so, you know, he he's the one that pitched when we uh, beat him the first time back. It seems like two years ago, but uh, <laughs> he's the one. He's the one that uh, beat him that night. So it'll be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good matchup. Of course, Mateus. You know, uh, uh, he, he comes up there hard, got a great breaking ball, and when he throws that thing for a strike, you know, he, he's really effective. Yeah, I, I want to ask you about that, Coach uh, Ronald Vincent, Rose baseball coach, uh, our all-time winningest coach in the state, and a great long-time, many, many years friend, proud to, proud to say that. 
Uh, and yeah. I don't know how proud RV is to say that of me, but I'm proud to say that of RV. And and, uh, and, yeah. uh, and of course, RV, uh, I think will be back this fall. We're still negotiating with Marvin on this, uh, but he's, yeah. I guess he'll be back this fall on uh, coverage of Rose football here on the game. Hey, let me it's ask you, uh, let me ask you a little bit about Mateus. I mean, he, obviously he's going to UNC. Uh, what pedigree he has? He, I remember he had a, a sister that was just a fantastic softball player, and, right. and I think right. made a Sports Center top ten with here in the last. Last year or two, but anyway, uh, kind of give me your uh, your your scouting report on him, RV. Well, you know, he uh, he was he was the, uh, the guy that pitched you know Little League World Series. And yeah, very effective. And uh, but uh, he he's big, strong guy. Throws uh, upper eighties, ninety. Big big uh, nice curveball, and uh, he's a competitor too. Now he 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 comes he comes after you, and uh, he. Uh, uh, he, he's uh, really a good pitcher. He's uh, well, he's, he's as good as anybody in this area. He's he's tough. So you have to, you know, anytime you beat Conley, you got to go through their pitching. First. Yeah, Mateus and Evan, Evan McLean, both of them really lights out pitchers. You know, with, with so, a guy like Mateus uh, and any great pitcher, it it, it sounds contradictory, but uh, you got to be patient, but you got to get to him early too, right? Yeah, yeah, and and that, that's that's the, that's the thing you. you you know, you, you got to get to him when you have a chance, but you still won't run the pitch count up and and do all that. So, so yeah, like you said, it's kind of contradictory. You have to hit the first opportunity you get, but then you still want to make him throw a lot of pitches. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a tough thing, you know. So we have to have we have to have quality at bats against him. You know, we have to, you know, make him make. We can't be swinging it at wild wild pitches, you know, crazy pitches and stuff. We have to, you know, be relaxed and. and Hit hit the uh, good pitches instead of swinging at his pitch all night. RV uh, Ronald Vincent, by the way, Rose coach joins us here. Rose and Conley tonight in the three A Eastern Regional Final, uh, and uh, that's being played over at uh, Conley Hollywood Crossroads uh, tonight. Uh, a chance to play in the state championship series, uh, which will begin on on Friday. Uh, let me ask you this, RV. Uh, you guys, of course, beat Conley on their field. Uh, you played two games in the same week this year in conference play. Uh, so yeah. you all win there. But then I, I want to go to the second game. Uh, Rampants lose at, uh, at home, but it's a 2-1 game, and it was just one pitch that got driven out, and that's, that was kind of the final margin. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the way the, the games go. You know, it was a, a, a real tight game, really. And, and, and then Mateus hit one. With, we missed a spot on it, and he hit it over the scoreboard and made it 4-1 in the uh, six inning, so you know, in that game, and in, in about every time we play Conley, it's going to be one, one or two swings here yeah. or there that yeah. might knock the run in, or or or, or be, uh, be able to, uh, you know, get those guy out, or you get the run in. It might it's different in the game every time. So, you know, crazy things happen yep. in games like this. Hey, uh, RV, so, uh, let's talk about some other guys on your team. Give us some names of some other guys that have had uh, good years for you. and Need to have maybe big games tonight. Yeah, well, you know, we, we hit the ball so well last game and, and uh, played solid defense, and, and Wade Jarman came in and pitched last game, uh, uh, pitched 105 pitches, so he's ineligible tonight. Mm. But then we got, uh, you know, Mitch Jones leading it off and doing good, and, and, uh, and then uh, Jaden Jaden Grimes is batting second. Uh, he, you know, those guys, you know, tough outs, tough outs, and uh, uh, Riker Galaska has been our big hitter, and he's uh, – Usually hits well against Conley and uh, Grayson Marks batting fourth, and then Wade and 
Cameron Greenway is the DH. But, uh, you know, we, we, uh, Caleb, Caleb May got the big hit the other night to, uh, put us up eight to seven. And then Cole Watson and, uh, Cole Watkins and then, then, uh, Danny, Danny Sadler, football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those guys, uh, those guys have, you know, we're hit, you know, we, we faced good pitches, so much good pitching this year. And, uh, you know, the other night we hit it, well, this last week we hit it pretty good almost every night. And that's what we have to continue to do throughout the lineup because uh, we, we don't have that lineup where one guy carries. We just, everybody's got to contribute. Everybody has to and have good at bats and, you know, move the ball around, put it in play. And, and uh, that's what has to happen. We can't go out there and have, you know, 10 or 12 strikeouts because uh, we got we got to uh, have tough outs. And, and this team has done that recently. So. Yeah. Rampants have uh, reeled off nine straight wins to get to this regional final. Uh, three wins in the playoffs to get to this point, including uh, back-to-back wins in Guilford County. So the good news is you don't have to go to Greensboro for the game uh, right. tonight. You just have to go That's across right. town, which uh, which is a yeah. good thing. Hey, it really, uh, it really is good news. Hey, yeah, I, I appreciate you taking time on game day to do this. It's always fun to to talk to you and catch up with you. Uh, you know the history of this quite well because you you're basically are the guy that's coached all of it. Uh, but help refresh me here. Have, have, have Rose and Conley played in the po- – seems like there was a game in the regional final or a late postseason game that was uh, played between the two in the last few years. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, the, uh, we, we played them uh, uh, when they had Alex White and we had Garrett Bullock and all those guys, Ryan Grapel, and uh, uh, we played them in that game and it, it was a – I think uh, Conley went on one state championship that year. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and that was that was a big one. We've we've had uh, a couple of others in like, well, a couple of years ago we played in the second round and had some uh, controversial calls and uh, and hey, it's going to be some controversial calls. It doesn't matter, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's part of it. it just depends on, depends on which way you're looking at it. Hey, right? let's hope uh, that those regional umpires in Nashville aren't in uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in Pitt yeah. County tonight. Let's hope for that at least, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, is it, one, uh, one other time that I remember that was like, it, you know, the, toward the end of the uh, tournament, but uh, we're going to have to, if it's, uh, it's been tight, if, you know, it's Pitt County baseball. Yeah. No, it's the best. I mean, it's four yeah. teams in the playoffs yeah. this year. I mean, it's, it's really is some of the best baseball and really yep. best uh, athletics in the state. Uh, a million yep. things we could talk to you about, and I hope we talk to you later in the week about going to a championship series. Uh, but uh, we also uh, will we'll get you in over the summer at some point just to kind of talk uh, yeah. talk sports in general. But let me let me uh, hit you with two more things here, RV. Uh, okay. And we always have a lot of fun with this. I know it's a serious day today, but is Marvin okay? How's Marvin doing? Marvin today? is fine. He's fine. <laughs> what, he's in it. Now we're, we're down here. He's, he's eating. He's, he's had a, he's having a good lunch. He's okay. had a good lunch. And right. He's doing fine. And so this uh, is a, well, this he, is a big night for Marvin because he's got Rose Conley, but he's got the city championships. He's going to be know, with you though, he's right? He, he's going to be with you. Oh right? yeah, oh okay. yeah. No question. All right. No question. I I, I yeah, think they need to move the city championship fine. back to like nine thirty so Marvin could get across town and get to it. That's that. But that, I'll take that up with Wine Guards though. <laughs> yep. Yep. We need to do that because <laughs> he, he loves to go to them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, uh, let me ask you this, and again, I appreciate your time on a game day here. Uh, what, what are the keys for the Rampants to, to win this Eastern Championship tonight? Uh, well, you know, obviously pitching and play defense. You know, you got to, we can't give up many runs. We can't give up because it's going to be hard to score runs, so we can't give up many. 
And uh, we can't, you know, like I was saying, we cannot have a lot of strikeouts. You know, we have to put the ball in play. We have to have good at bats. And that's, you know, that's what it comes down to in the end. Well, you guys have uh, finished the season uh, uh, quite a, or, or have continued the season quite a way here with uh, this yeah. nine-game winning streak. I know there were some people that were saying, "What's wrong with Rose?" At, at some point yeah. this year, but you guys have had a heck of a year, and I hope it continues for you yeah. tonight. Yeah, we we had a bad ten days, and you know, every ever since that start, we've had to win every game. If we'd have lost one of them, we would not have been in the playoffs. Wow. So, so, so you guys okay. have been in elimination mode really since that point. That's since that we've been in elimination since that point. Yeah. Exactly right. So Rose uh, will be uh, in a familiar spot here tonight. Hey, RV, thanks yep. a lot for the time, and good luck. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Now, I'll see you sometime this summer. All right. The legendary Ronald Vincent. Always great to catch up uh, with RV. And uh, we'll hear from the Conley side of things with uh, their head coach, Jason Mills, coming up in just a little bit. Right now, Ben Byram with a Sports Flash update. Ben? Ben Barham here for your 94 through the game sports update. We start the latest from the Coach Godwin LSU developments. According to Glenn Gilbo from the Lafayette Daily Advertiser, the finalists for the head coaching job at LSU are Pirate Baseball Head Coach Cliff Godwin, Notre Dame Head Coach and former Pirate Assistant Link Jarrett, and Arizona Head Coach Jay Johnson. From local high school sports, the 13th seeded J.H. Rose and 3rd seeded D.H. Conley will finally meet again tonight at 7 at Hollywood Crossroads for the 3A Eastern Regional Final for the right to play in the state championships in Fayetteville. Meanwhile, while Farmer Central head coach Larry Williford was named the Harvey Reed Male of the Year by the NCH, NCHSAA from Greenville Little League host Lions. The Remax will begin a best of three series tonight for the city championship. For Major League Baseball defending home run derby champion Pete Alonso announced that he will re-enter the competition this year. And from the NBA, the Boston Celtics are gearing up to hire Nets assistant Eam Yudoka as their new head coach. The Harlem Globetrotters announced that they will take the necessary steps to try and become the NBA's next expansion team. And team Team USA has been finalized for the Tokyo Olympics. Notable names on the roster include Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, and Pine Town native Bam Adebayo. That's going to do it for 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Bomb. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. What? You want more? All right. On your flagship home of Pirate Basketball. 94.3 The Game at 94.3thegame.com. Pirates, Panthers, the P-Man. Oh, my. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game right now. Weather looking good for uh, tonight. 58 will be the low, but uh, you're looking at temps uh, probably uh, around 70 when the uh, first pitch occurs tonight between Rose and Conley and for the city championship and then, you know, kind of that upper uh, 60s. Uh, Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 81, perfect for our concert on the common. Uh, Night Years will be our band tomorrow night. That starts at 6 o'clock. Uh, tomorrow night down to 63, and then a chance of storms in the afternoon with a high of 85 on Friday. That is your forecast. Rose and Conley tonight. Uh, they are playing in the regional final for 3A baseball. Uh, and uh, we've already heard from uh, RV. Also earlier today, we had a chance to uh, talk with the uh, excellent coach of the Conley Vikings. What a job that Jason Mills has done. We talked with him earlier this afternoon. Coach Mills, how you doing? Doing great, excited. 
Game day. We appreciate you taking a few minutes uh, with us here. Uh, 15 and 1 Conley, 13 and 4 Rose. The winner to get the winner of uh, Cox Mill and Sun Valley. They were rained out in the 3A West last night. Uh, so uh, we will know the 3A winners after uh, tonight's uh, game. Uh, Coach, uh, what a what a season. And I know uh, your guys are excited to be at home in, fr- in front of what's expected to be a big crowd tonight. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be packed, and and you know what a great experience for for both sides, and you know a special night for these kids. I mean, you know I know they a lot of these kids, you know Mateus or whoever they may be, went to the Little League World Series, but this is actually getting to do it on home turf, and you know this is going to be fun. Yeah, I, I want to ask you a little bit uh, about uh, that with uh, Matthew Mateus. I mean, he, he's going for you tonight. Uh, but, you know, here's someone who's pitched in the Little League World Series not that long ago. Uh, you know, he's pitched in some big environments in his, uh, you know, uh, uh, away from high school baseball career, if you will. Uh, and uh, he has, uh, you know, obviously got a, a tremendous pedigree. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I know even for you, uh, there's probably butterflies tonight. Uh, you know, with, with someone like Matthew, do, are there butterflies? Or is he, are you worried about him maybe being a little too amped up, or, or you kind of know what you get with him? Um, you know, with Matthew's kind of even keel. I mean, sometimes I, I want him to get a little bit more excited. And, and he threw two, started two games in the Eastern Finals in 19 as a freshman. And, you know, both of them were at the Hanover in a hostile place. So he um, – I, I – don't have any uh, worries about handing him the baseball. He's a full customer. This is what he lives for. Um, we also have Evan um, McLean, who is mm-hmm. our 1A, 1B, ready to go tonight. Uh, we could have easily gone with him, but, you know, it's Maddie's turn, and, and uh, we trust in him. Let's get uh, your guys' scouting report. Uh, the junior, uh, Ro- uh, Bonds, who I believe is a lefty, going to start tonight for uh, Rose. Uh, against you guys, uh, and I know he uh, started against you in one of the earlier games this year. So, uh, give us a little bit of, of, a, of a primer of the Conley scouting report on him. Oh, he's a competitor. I mean, you know, that's the number one thing you can say about a high school player. You know, as a compliment, uh, he he competes and he does not back down. And uh, got a good breaking ball. Uh, you know, fastball is, is not super overpowering, but with that. With his off speed, it can cause you to uh, to get overpowered. And you know, the one thing I'll say about him is that you know he's got that competitive edge. I mean, he goes after people, and uh, he he gets excited out on the field, which gets his team excited. And you know, he is he is an outstanding player. Uh, we have uh, Jason Mills, the coach of the Conley Vikings. They're in a uh, regional final uh, again as they uh, will take on Rose this time. The Two, two schools have met uh, in the playoffs uh, previously. Uh, uh, no series this year for the regional final. It is a uh, one-and-done uh, winner-take-all scenario uh, because of uh, the way that the playoffs had to be uh, done this year. You guys beat uh, a very hot Clayton team uh, over the weekend. I mean, this was a, a Comets team that was coming in on a real high, and uh, there's some late-game heroics with the game-winning homer to, uh, to win the game. Uh, and take us through that at bat. Take us through that whole, uh, you know, kind of uh, late inning uh, rally for the Vikings. Well, you know, starting at the beginning of the game, we were we were worried about it without a doubt. We knew Clayton could hit, and they were really 
really scrappy, one of the better hitting teams we've seen this year, especially with two strikes. And, you know, we were going with guys who, who had five, two, two, three innings of experience, and then eventually with Dixon, who had not pitched in a varsity game. And, uh, you know, we, we had a little miscue in the sixth that we dropped the fly ball with two outs that allowed them to score two and tie the game. And, you know, I'm sitting over in the dugout having a little bit of flashback of the New Hanover <laughs> series when we, we, you know, make an error to end the game and, you know, no big deal. And the next thing we walk two guys and they hit no two pitch over the third base and said to walk us off. And uh, so I'm having that flashback a little bit. And, and uh, we got some big outs in the situation. And then, um, you know, Matty Jones, who had only thrown two innings all year, got us an, uh, another out in the seventh before we turned it over to Dixon, who got two big punch outs. Uh, you know, my nine hitter had a great at bat against, uh, against the Doherty kid. And, and then, uh, you know, Dixon got a fastball blown by him. And then, uh, they threw two breaking balls off. And, you know, he threw another fastball, you know, that beat Dixon pretty solid and challenged him again with it. And he foul tipped it. You know, I think everybody in, on our side was thinking that this was going to happen. You know, this was our guy. You know, he was having a good plate appearance, a good day. And, and, you know, kid missed with the fastball a little bit out over the plate, and Dixon, you know, hit it 380 to dead center, and and uh, the, the celebration began. Yeah. So it was exciting. Nice to be on the uh, winning end of one of those. I know for I mean, yeah, but but in the postseason, especially, nice to be on the on the winning end of uh, of of one of those walk offs. I'm sure Dixon Williams, by the way, uh, had had you know you see these little video snippets and TV highlights, but he had. Of, uh, an amazing double play that he turned himself in that game. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. And, you know, and I was telling telling my a couple of my kids on the team when we were going back over the game, I said that was the play of the day or the play of the game because, you know, we got a sophomore on the mound who first varsity start and he had pitched a few times on with us this year. And, um, you know, he has bases loaded, no outs. And, you know, Dixon makes that double play. And, you know, that just kind of allowed Colby to settle down and be able to work us into the fifth with the lead. And, you know, I mean, Dixon has been been as advertised and better this year. I mean, he's, he's been outstanding. And, you know, I hope I hope he can be outstanding the first, uh, about three more games or so. so <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, either way, he's coming back next year, which is a good thing. Right. Uh, we got Jason Mills, longtime uh, Conley coach. Uh, has done a fabulous job with the Vikings program. They're hosting Rose tonight. Big matchup here in uh, town and in Pitt County. Uh, 7 o'clock, first pitch, and uh, a big crowd is expected tonight on what's going to be a gorgeous uh, evening. Uh, field in okay shape. I, I know there was a lot of rain yesterday, uh, and I know you guys have put a lot of work into it. How's it looking? Well, as of uh, 8 o'clock this morning, our, our dirt was completely dry. It was just a matter of the grass still having a, you know some water on it. Um, you know, a couple guys from my staff and I were out there last night and again this morning. So, you know, it should be it should be in, in very, very good shape. And that's what uh, Coach Vincent and I talked about last night um, before we even thought about it. We just didn't want to play a game where your field conditions are the, the reason why a team wins or loses. We want it to be, you know, the best field conditions we could have where the best team could win and and, uh, you know, we, we lucked out because it dropped the flood last night about yeah. 5 o'clock. Yeah. So uh, 
I doubt we would have played anyway. Yeah, I mean, we're doing the show, and then it, it the rain is just pounding the building. It, it was. Uh, it, I mean, they, I think they were lining up by pairs to get on the boat at, at one point. I mean, it was it was that uh, heavy of a rain, and, and I'm sure it was uh, out uh, Hollywood Crossroads way. Jason Mills is uh, with us here. Hey, uh, you guys lose uh, on your home field in the regular season uh, to Rose. I want to revisit that game. Uh, you obviously win at their place, and uh, Matthias, uh, there's that name again, uh, with the homer to kind of extend the game and, and put it out of uh, reach. Uh, in in that one, but the early matchup at your guys' place, Rose uh, beats you all in a close game. Uh, so let's go back and revisit that from the standpoint of uh, just how that played out and, and what kind of lessons you all took from that one. Well, you know, we we carried a lead most of that game. Um, it was a tight game, and and you know, uh, Michael Allen hit the ground ball to second base to end their threat in the sixth. And uh, I think it was two to two at that point. And, and we just, you know, had a defensive miscue. And then Mitch Jones uh, singles on, a, I think, a 1 0 fastball. And, and uh, Rose was, you know, they, they were still young and they were struggling a little bit at the time. And it kind of gave them a big lift. They played really, really well against us both games. And I thought we played just okay. Um, but it was uh, a situation where. I, you know, I still look at it. My kids had never played in a Rose varsity game. They yeah. really, at they really at that point only had seven varsity games underneath their belts, other than Mateus. All the other ones were were you know first time up on varsity. So it was a great experience for us about you know focus and level of competition and speed of the game. And then you know I thought we reacted a little bit better over at Guy Smith. Um, you know, kind of handling the situation with with the number of people there and everything else. But I, I honestly think that week for both teams is the reason why both of us are here because, you know, playing at that speed, playing at that level of, of focus, playing in that level of number of people at the park really opened some of our kids' eyes to to what varsity baseball really can be, and especially in, in Pitt County. It can be really outstanding. So, um I look back at that loss as a really good thing for us, and that win is a good thing for us, and probably the same for, for Rose is that you know it taught some really valuable lessons to both sides. Uh, we've got uh, Conley coach Jason Mills. We talked about uh, Dixon Williams. We've talked about Matthias, obviously, uh, and uh, he could sort of add to that uh, local lore uh, tonight with with a win on the on the hill. Uh, but uh, coach, give us some names of some other guys uh, that have had big years for you. Let's let's get some other kids' names out there. Pretty simple, Justin McDonald. I mean, that's the heart and soul of our heart and soul of our program. Um, he uh, is a senior. He is not loud. He's not. You're not going to see him. You're not going to even know he's there. He plays center field. He hits two behind Dixon. Um, you know, he he's hitting, leading the team in, in batting average and and pretty and I think second in home runs. He's going to North Carolina Wesleyan. This. This is the kid you want on your team. He is the reason why Dixon's having a great year because, like the coach for Clayton knew, he couldn't just walk Dixon in the seventh the other night because, one, they couldn't control the run game against us, so we're going to steal second. And, and then you have uh, Justin McDonald, who had absolutely annihilated two balls early in the game. And, uh, you know, so Justin has been really great. Uh, you know, Coleman, uh, Dunlow, our captain, you know, he struggled at the plate, but his defensive stuff behind the plate has kept us in a lot of games. And you can't win without a good catcher. And, you know, that's one thing both Rose and us 
uh, tab. I mean, Riker Glass is one of the best I've seen in a long time back there, and, and Coleman's pretty good. And, you know, then we got the, um, you know, uh, Braden Murray, who, who had a great start to the season at first and then slumped for a little bit and has had a great playoff. Um, Evan McLean, man, he's been been money on the mound for us all year. I think he's 8-0. Um, you know, the defense we get out of our left side of the infield, and then they're starting to hit a little bit here in the playoffs finally. And, you know, both of them are young players in Carson Hardy and, and uh, Spencer Bradley. So I, I love this team. I have all of them back next year, and except for, except for three or four of them. And, and you know, we, we our JV went undefeated this year, and so we're excited about the future of Conley Baseball. That, that's a familiar uh, statement, uh, and it has been with Jason Mills uh, at the helm of that program now for a number of years. Hey, Millsy, give me a few uh, keys for tonight for you guys. It's going to come down to to pitching and defense on both sides. I mean, there's there's no doubt both teams are going to come up with a big hit. Um, it's just going to be the pitcher that puts three guys on and teams that give free bases tonight. I mean, if both teams play defense and neither team walks a guy, man, we're going to have a one nothing, 2 nothing, 2-1 type game tonight. Um, if the pitchers lose command, both offenses can explode whenever mistakes are made. So this is going to be a tight ball game tonight in my prediction. Uh, I don't think either pitcher is going to buckle very much and, and allow multiple runs in an inning. So it's going to be exciting. It should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. 7 o'clock tonight uh, at Conley Rose and Conley in the regional final for uh, 3A baseball in 2021. Hey, Coach, thanks for the time on game day. Good luck tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Back to wrap it all up next. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. We want more. Like, you really like it. You want more. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Tonight, also, uh, as we mentioned, the city championship uh, taking place. Game one uh, happening. So, uh, congratulations and good luck to everybody on the diamond tonight. From the diamond to the hardwood, Ben Byram, the Harlem Globetrotters, throwing down the gauntlet. They want they want a franchise. Where are they going to play? I mean, Harlem. I, they're just going to make an arena in Harlem? So, one thing I saw that was, in case you don't know the story, I guess... The owner of the Harlem Globetrotters wants to be grandfathered in and included in an NBA expansion. That's what. That's how. Do I have that right? That's kind of how I. Yeah, you got it. And I think the entry fee to get in is two billion, or it's a huge amount of money. Maybe yeah. I'm just pulling something out of my uh, hind end there. But I mean, it's a huge. It's at least a billion dollars, right? I mean, you you yeah, have to you pay a so. fee to to get in and be the expansion team owner and i i just don't think the globetrotters are that solvent of a of an operation uh, i'm not saying that they they have financial issues or anything but i mean you've, you're talking about it, it almost is like hey we want you to pay us to come in and be a part of yeah. the nba it, it, that's kind of how it read to me and that's just not how it works now i think it'd be kind of cool to have 
a Harlem Globetrotter basketball team. But, I mean, where are you going to play? Yeah, I don't. Playing in Harlem doesn't sound like a great idea to me, or building an arena in Harlem just doesn't sound very ideal. Well, this, I mean, look, New York has major problems now. <laughs> New York has, and I'm, and, and uh, it doesn't, it, it doesn't even include the amount of of crime. It's a very unsafe city now. There's a lot of major cities in the country. But I mean, New York is tremendously unsafe now. Well, there's always Chicago, so it's it's about as unsafe, actually more. And I, I just don't. I, conceptually, I guess it'd be kind of cool, but there's nobody that's currently on a, a roster at the Harlem Globetrotters. It was almost like, hey, we've got guys that have played on our, our team or for our organization that you've gone and signed to NBA contracts. So because of that, we want you to include us in the NBA. I, that, that just that seems odd to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why you would consider them over like a Seattle expansion or I don't know whatever other city, big city that doesn't have a team. Well, and we're just assuming they'd want to use the Harlem Globetrotters. But anyway, the the thing that I had heard was or read today was the idea would be to have whoever the owner is. The idea is to have a franchise, right? But then still have the touring Harlem Globetrotters as well. It almost like he wants. One thing to fund the other thing, in a, in a sense. Not only that, you have a lot of competition in that area, in that very same like league. You got the New York Knicks. Correct. The Knicks. I mean, I know the Knicks haven't been great. They got to the playoffs this year, but well, they're the Knicks. They're historic. That's yeah, I New mean, York's team. That's a historic franchise. Then you also got the Brooklyn Nets, who's up there for one of the most popular teams right now, and they got a little bit of a thing going on. And I, it's just steep competition right off the gate to be starting out in New York and. Well, then you got two football teams, you got two hockey teams, you got two uh, uh, baseball. T- I mean, there's just there's a yeah. lot of competition in in that market. And I just don't see anybody becoming a Harlem Globetrotters fan if well, they become Harlem, an NBA. We're all franchise. Harlem Globetrotters fans, Ben. We we've all seen the Harlem. Globetrotters. Yeah, but diehards like season ticket holders. I'm going to go to Harlem and uh, watch the Globetrotters. Right. Get season tickets. It's kind of a strange story, isn't it? I don't see it happening. It's just now, one of those little headline games. Well, again, I, to me, it seemed like the letter was because you've had some guys that have left our franchise to go play in the NBA. Because, again, there's nobody on their current roster uh, that could be an NBA guy. Well, let's just uh, – well, I shouldn't say that. There's no, tricks. There's nobody on – that that entire roster couldn't play in the NBA right now. That's yeah. probably the better way to put it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's some guys that probably could be NBA guys. But they're, they're, it's not like the whatever that roster is can go and, and play games in the NBA. No doubt. I mean, I looking at the roster, I can't name us like I don't. Nobody sounds familiar right now. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, you have a good thing going with what you're doing right now. I don't know what the operations are like. I don't know what the money's like. I think for they have right multiple now, but... tours because they go to you know they kind of have like a big city tour. Yeah. And then they have like a smaller collection that comes to places like Greenville and. You know, and at one time I think they might have had three kind of teams barnstorming the country. Yeah, I would assume operations are they're doing pretty well. I don't get why you would try to. Yeah, I just I don't understand it. Make matters any worse? Are they doing well enough to pay the entry fee to get their own uh, expansion? I don't franchise? think so. No, I, I don't think they are. The Globetrotters doesn't scream billion dollar franchise to me. Yeah, you might be right on that. Uh, again, uh, in case you are. Uh, Missing it, we've uh, reported it throughout the hour, but uh, Cliff Godwin, according to a report out of uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, is one of the three finalists for the LSU job, along with uh, Link Jarrett, 
one-time ECU coach, now the head coach at Notre Dame, and uh, Jay Johnson, who is the coach of Arizona. Uh, more on that. Stay with our social media. We'll have uh, more for you tomorrow. Patrick Johnson show here on the flagship of the Pirates, 94-3 the game. Thanks to this RV and uh, Jason Green. Mills. Best of luck to them tonight. Best of luck to the teams in the city championships. For Ben Byram, I'm the P-Man. We'll see you tomorrow. Patrick Johnson show with Mick Mixon as he'll join us.